Those are the only words I know of that song. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I ever realized that it was English. Really? You were just like, it's just noises. It's just noise. I only know that, I really only knew the who can say, until recently when my friends finished it for me when I was singing it. What's and I was like, line? where the road goes. Oh. But I don't know anything after that, and neither do they. So that's the extent of my knowledge regarding that song. I don't even know the name of the song. I just know it plays in commercials all the time. And also that it's my mood consistently. Okay. So. Welcome. Hi, welcome to our podcast. We don't know how to do an intro right now for a multitude of reasons. It's just an off day. It's an off day. We have so many chords right now. Things we're, are different. We're, we're, yeah, things are different. We're, we're not on our usual yeah. kind of game. We're recording this a full week late. We're, we're recording this so very late. We're recording this in the same room because we're home right now together. So it's really weird because I can just see Marcy. Yeah. Typically this is not we don't do. sort of how it goes. Yeah. And we have better equipment than we usually have. That Which, we had to have our audio engineer father come yeah, in and, come and fix. set up for us. It was very pathetic. So, but also how very helpful of, of him. You know, it sure is convenient to have professional level recording equipment just sitting just chilling. in the guest room at your parents' house. Jay chilling. That mic stand that you're using right now? Yeah. So it usually sits at the end of my bed down here in the lonely guest room. And it looks like a person in the dark of the night. It is, it's just exactly person height when you like set it up all the way and like. You're just like. Someone's it's really with upsetting. me. Yeah, I That's don't like not it. Good. I've never had that experience when I was down here. I don't know how you didn't, because there's so many weird little things that, like, when it's really dark down here, could potentially be a human standing in the corner. I would also like to apologize right now for the fact that my voice sounds really rough because, um, for some reason, I've been sick for so very, very long, and I'm just sick of it. I think you have mono. Pun included. I don't think I have mono. I'm just saying. I think you have mono. And because we were at our parents' house, um, there's a higher chance of background noise. Just, I'm, I'm going to try and make sure that none of it makes it through the final edit, but there's a lot of people in this house, and it's an older house, and you can hear every footstep every person takes. Paradoxically, bad part about better equipment can hear everything yeah well they're not made to be like we specifically got noise reduction mics for yeah. our podcasting setup and these are actually just like just whatever whatever that i don't know i don't know what they're for but not noise reduction no no they're they're used for studios is what they're used for yeah you could literally just hear laney stomping around upstairs she's so little i don't understand how she makes so many stomping noises i don't know because i don't hear she, everyone else do that she's so small and it's just she... thump, 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 thump. <laughs> right. anyway hi i'm gray and i'm marcy i'm a writer and i'm a reader and this is bookends a literary podcast where, so. we, where we do what marcy we talk about books and other stuff and every month we pick a theme that we base our episodes around. So, Gray, what is the theme for this month? Growing up. Last episode, we reviewed the book Bone Gap by Laura Ruby. Yes, and we then did. What book are we talking about today, Gray? We are talking about Color Me In by Natasha Diaz. Very different books. Very actually. different. And also, I think this might be the most, this is definitely the most recent book that we've done mm-hmm. so far. When was this published? Let me check. Yeah, August 20th of. Uh, this year oh wow so this one's fresh yes yeah, this is a fresh. fresh boy fresh cut fresh fresh one fresh. 
Frisch Child. Straight from the farm. Farm to table book. Straight from it. Um, (laughs) The book farm. The the books are grown. Where books are tenderly grown with love and care. Free range books. Anyways. (laughs) What are you going to say? Anyway. Before we get into it, we do have a segment today um, that is based around growing up. And then we also have a little mini segment for you because we are home. We have another sibling to discuss or who is going to discuss with us. So previously mentioned our little sister, Lainey. Yeah. The loud stomper. The loud stomper. Um, she, I'll let her do her own introduction. Okay. But she's going to have a little treat for you as well if you're interested in hearing what she has to say so a little fun fact about me is that i absolutely hate naming things ever since i was a child like if i had to pick a username for like a website or like name my webkins or whatever that was really hard for me all that to say is that i don't have a good name for today's segment but the point in today was i was having a hard time thinking of a good segment for the growing up theme i kind of started to think about how Really, the content of movies that we watched as kids or books we read as kids is very similar to the stuff that's in adult like media. If you look at it from like a super zoomed out perspective, um, that is to say that a lot of times like kid shows or whatever actually like deal with some pretty dark themes or like are built on a pretty like mature premise, and then they just dumb it down with making it like a cartoon or making it really juvenile in like how they talk and what actually happens and i think it's kind of funny if you like look at you know it's the classic thing of like if you look at a fairy tale how like kind of dark and horrible it actually is like she dies in snow white and then the prince kisses a dead girl she's murdered by her stepmom that's horrible and yet we show i mean it to she's children. like <laughs> literally she in the movie is like bring me her heart nom, 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 nom. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Obviously. And instead they bring her like a pig heart or yeah. whatever. So kind of building off of that idea, um, I looked up the top grossing slash most viewed movies and shows like of all time for both adult and children audiences. Um, and I selected some of them. You will definitely know all of them. They are all oh, really good. famous. Good, yeah. good, good. Like you'll, even if you haven't seen all of them, you will know enough about all of them. I think to be able to do this cool and your task is to tell me what it's rated so i'll let you know if it's a movie or a tv show but you have to decide if it's a movie if it's rated g through r okay. and if it's a tv show if it's rated tv i believe y through tv like 14 is the oldest tv goes or tv ma- mature tv ma yeah yeah is the old like the highest level of tv um so you have to decide i'll let you know basically i took like the wikipedia synopsis or the imdb synopsis and then i kind of like made it anonymous like it took away any identifying yeah features you know i didn't say like like, bilbo baggins (laughs) yeah i didn't say bilbo baggins looks for the ring i would say like the protagonist seeks a treasure or something yeah to make it more vague so you wouldn't be able to tell based off of the language but the idea is that Hopefully, it will be difficult for you to distinguish between what is meant for kids and what is meant for adults when you look at the premise of these things, sort of bare bones. TVY is appropriate for all children. TVY7 is directed towards older children. There's a separate TVY7 FV that includes fantasy violence. Weird, but okay. None of of mine are that. That's too specific. There's TVG, which is general audiences. 
So is that less than TVY? It is greater than TVY. Okay. But it is less than TVPG. Which is PG, but... Which is parental guidance suggested. Yeah. Which is less than TV 14. Yeah, which is like you're a teenager now. You're a teenager now. And then you have TV MA or mature. Wow. So a lot of stuff that like I would watch right now would be 14 to MA. Probably. Yeah. So versus like TVY is like bubble guppies. Like it's children, children. It's like Playhouse Disney. Okay. TVY 7 is like spongebob it's voltron voltron stuff like that that we probably think of as most cartoons yeah um tvg is probably i don't know most like i just want an example of tvg you know like i don't want to know the exact whatever like i want to just know what is like is it like gravity falls like tvg sorted by popularity imdb number one the brady bunch number two what what the freaking video ad on imdb is covering the content oh my god um this has no this has family guy listed as number two on tvg and then immediately you can tell without having to even click on it that it's rated tv 14 so this is a bad list that's a bad better list tvg descendants three okay now that's something is that a good now i've been forced now i've i've been coerced into watching the descendants trilogy so yes trilogy? yes i don't know if they're gonna stop at that it might become a saga who knows yeah well but so tvg would be generally cool for kids cool so cool but not necessarily specifically directed at kids i think is sort of the distinction between that and like tv one tv y7 um tvpg is parental guidance suggested as i said and then 14 makes sense it's 14 and up yeah and then mature is like 17 and up these are weird ratings yeah it's a weird system but it's whatever it's fine but you have to understand the system to be able to play this game yeah so and then we all know movies right it goes g pg pg 13 r yes and that's pretty simple yeah so that one makes more sense i think and this is going to be a one-time segment is the thing. Like, I'm not going to do this again. This is just because I think it's kind of funny that, like, so many things that we target towards children are actually, like, kind of, there's kind a of, lot. Kind of, kind of dark sometimes. Kind of dark sometimes. So, also, I did find this a little bit difficult because is Avengers targeted towards children? Are superhero movies targeted towards kids? I would argue no. But a lot I of would argue like no them. too. But what about their merchandising? The merchandising is definitely for kids, and their movies are not necessarily rated for kids. Yeah, so but that's weird. they have merch for kids. So I didn't know what to do with those. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, let's get into the first one. I have to constantly tell myself not to say because I have like bolded <laughs> the name, <laughs> and then underneath I have the description. So this one is a movie. Cool. It is about a father and an unlikely sidekick who must go on a journey to save his son who's been kidnapped and held captive by a masked man. I'm probably not going to figure out what the movie is, but I do want you to know that when you said a father and so-and-so, my brain was like, ah, in prisoner group. <laughs> so, I, no. no, I don't know why. That's not even a little bit one of the That'd highest grossing films. That'd be so misleading films. for me to like, be like the highest grossing introduce films. the in prisoner group as a father and an unlikely sidekick because that... It technically fits. It technically fits, but it makes Cusco not the protagonist. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
That's not the focus so. of the movie. <laughs> no, I tried not to make them like intentionally misleading. I just tried to make them anonymous. Yeah, that so. makes sense. Um, you said an unlikely sidekick to go on a journey to save his son, the father, the father's son. Not the yeah. The okay. son has been kidnapped and held captive by a masked man. A masked man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say I'm going to say PG thirteen. Incorrect. It's G. It's Finding Nemo. <gasps> no! <laughs> Who's the masked man? He was a scuba diver. Oh my god, he was a scuba diver! Oh my god! Remember, they, they find his, his mask that has the address on it. Oh my god. P. Sherman. Oh There's my you all god. Away, Sydney. You're so right. Yeah, so I got right. you there. Wow, you really got me. So, the next one. <laughs> This is not an order of highest grossing to least grossing. No, no, okay, no. Cool. They're kind of random. So, cool, like, cool. it's a mix between movies and TV shows and a mix between different levels. Ages. But they're all within our lifetime, pretty much. And all pretty... you definitely know them. Okay, cool, cool, so, cool. That's fine. This is a TV show about the escapades of a jarringly optimistic man in a dead-end job and the many weird characters in his life. Is it the Lego movie? <laughs> <laughs> TV show, but that oh, is an excellent guess. My brain was like was jarringly movie, optimistic. If it was a movie, that would be. A it's really a TV good guess. show. Yeah, should have led with that. Um, I did lead with that. Did you? Yeah, I led with that. I was still thinking about Finding Nemo. I guess um, it's a, a jarringly optimistic man in a dead end job, mm-hmm. and it's a TV show. And he has like a bunch of weird friends. Is it Seinfeld? No. I don't What's the rating? About, I don't know anything about Seinfeld. Y, Y7, G, PG, PG-14, or Mature? PG. You got the rating right. Yay. Do you think it's for kids? Because you guessed Seinfeld, which isn't for kids, but I think it's probably PG. I was just trying to guess a TV show I know of Mm -hmm. that is popular and that talks about a dude and his friends. Um, And I don't know that that actually even fits Seinfeld's definition because I've never watched it. Yeah, I wouldn't call him drawingly optimistic. Oh, I completely, I completely forgot about that description. That's kind of an essential part to this. Is jarringly optimistic in yeah. a dead-end job. The fact that he's jarringly optimistic makes me think it's probably marketed to kids. It is. Okay. What is it? SpongeBob. It's SpongeBob? Oh, my God. <laughs> what? I mean, that, that describes SpongeBob. And his dead-end job? He loves his job. But it's a dead-end job. He's a fry cook. Maybe, well, but he likes it. That's a classic example of a dead end job. I guess that's true. Yeah, that's right. I got you. He loves it. Conventions. He gets paid nothing, and he loves it so much. And he's a lot of weird characters in his life. That is true. So. Okay. All right. So you're you got the rating right on that one at least. Cool. All right. The next one is a movie. Cool. Um, an upper class girl is betrothed to a wealthy man she hates, but falls in love with a poor boy instead. In the face of a disaster, she chooses to stay behind with her new new boy um rather than go to safety with her mother and fiance wealthy lady engaged to wealthy man hates wealthy man falls in love with poor boy something happens and she chooses poor boy over wealthy and she's the main character Mm -hmm. i don't know what movie it is do you know the rating but i think it's pg it's pg-13 was only one off. What no, is it? No, they have a steamy scene. <gasps> no. What is it? Titanic. 
it's Titanic. Yeah. Well, I couldn't say a boat sunk because then you yeah, know me. I'd be so like, I it's had Titanic. to be vague with disaster, but. A disaster happens and yeah. she chooses. Yeah, you forget. There's an actual plot line to Titanic. It's not just waiting for the boat to sink. There's like yeah, stuff there's, like, happens. Stuff. Yeah. That makes us care about the characters. Yeah. Okay. I'm not doing great at this no. so far. <laughs> you got one rating right at least. I've got one thing. <laughs> All right. So the next one is a TV series, but it's a spinoff of an older TV series. So this narrows it down a little bit for you at least. The protagonist turns out to be part of a warrior race destined to destroy humanity. Um, <laughs> the protagonist dies several times and is brought back to life. There's kidnapping, there's fights, there seems to be a lot of death. And there's also some sort of very powerful thing that they're all fighting over and the protagonist is trying to keep this powerful thing out of the hands of bad guys. And it goes on for like a long time. This is for kids. Yeah. 100% this is for kids. As you said, it was a TV show? Mm-hmm. Now what age rating? In the for children zone. Mm-hmm. T- so it's TVY, TVY7, TVG, PG, TVPG, TV14. I don't think it's TV14. You're kind of right. That it's not TV14? Mm-hmm. I want to say from Y7 to PG is what I'm thinking of. It's a spinoff of something. Mm-hmm. When I know what the spinoff is Oh, of, you know what it is. I know what you it is. You definitely know this show. I had to do a lot to make it anonymous because it's really distinct. Have I watched it? Yes. Oh, God. Yes, you have watched it. I have not watched it, which is also I had a really hard time making the synopsis because I've never seen this. So I might actually just be characterizing it really incorrectly. And is that's it a, why this is hard. Is it a spinoff or a remake? Because those are different. It's not a remake because it's taking part separately from the first one. Okay. And it happened later. Okay. It is still, I, I guess spinoff implies that maybe it's not canon. It's still canon. It's more of like a sequel okay. than, I guess, a spinoff. It's not Cory in the House. It's not a totally separate <laughs> plot line. It's, it's not Cory in the House. It's a continuation of the first thing. Man, no one likes Cory in the House, no, bro. No, I mean, we don't even talk about it. And I mean, Raven's home exists. Like, there's never been anything yeah. in between, you know? I want to say TV, G or PG, because I'm still confused on the G. So you would be correct. Actually, this show has been cut and censored so many times that it ranges from Y all the way to TV 14, depending on which version you're watching. Okay. So I was right in thinking like, mm-hmm. okay, it's you're, one of... Because it has a little bit more of adult themes with like yeah. the death and stuff happening a lot, but it was so popular that they, so they could show it on mainstream programming, they cut it and censored it a bunch for younger audiences as well. So there's more than one version of this floating around in the world. What is it? Dragon Ball Z. Oh my god! I've not seen Dragon Ball Z. You I liar. thought you watched Dragon Ball. No. No. Riley watches Dragon Ball. Well, maybe I just knew that your friends did. Yeah, I I know thing. I know more about it than you do, but only because I've asked my friends about it, not because yeah. I watch it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And well, and I didn't realize it had so many different things floating out there. When I was looking on IMDb, because really? that was a really convenient source for telling me what things were rated. Yeah. Um, it was like TV fourteen is the uncut version. TV PG yeah. is the uncensored version. Um, TVY is the censored version. That's, yeah. That I mean, you so, say that. TVY7. That yeah. makes sense to me, though. So. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. I know. I got that one right. All right. This one is a movie. Um, so, in this movie, 
A girl is raised by an abusive woman who claims to be her mother, but who really abducted her as a baby. So she's raised by fake mom. The protagonist has been brainwashed into obedience by this fake mom, but she eventually escapes with the help of a man with some sort of murky past. The mother then pursues them, the protagonist and this murky man, um, as well as dangerous mercenaries who are hired to kill the man she is with. It's tangled. Yeah. It's tangled, bro. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I tried to give you one that had more detail and yeah. gave out too much. No, that's okay. I mean, you said she she was raised by a mom that wasn't her mom. I was like, it's tangled. Yeah. No, you're... there. Yeah. Which I think is rated just G or PG? It's PG. Okay. Yeah. All right. This one's a movie. The protagonist and his group of rebel leaders have 72 hours to save the world. The protagonist must also find out how to stop the demise of his love interest, um, which he saw in his dreams. Like, he saw the demise happening mm. of his love interest, so he has to step in to try and stop that. And then him and his group have to save the world in 72 hours. I don't think you've seen this one. Okay, I was about to say, this doesn't sound like anything I've seen. This sounds like an action movie that I maybe have heard of. You've heard of it. PG-13? R. R. Which I was surprised by, actually. This is The Matrix Reloaded. Oh, okay. Okay. Which is the original Matrix rated R? I have literally no clue. Okay. Because I thought it was just PG-13, so it surprised me that the sequel would be R, but it might have actually, the first one might have been R, and I was just unaware. Yeah. Okay. All right, valid. You were right with it being like an action movie, though. Yeah. I was like, this is an action movie. 72 hours, action movie. This is a TV show. Cool. This is a show about a half-human, half-alien who must protect the planet from aliens who are set on destroying the Earth and using its natural resources. Steven Universe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier, when you were talking about Dragon Ball, I my brain was trying to fit it into Steven Universe. <laughs> it was like, he finds out he's part of a warrior race. They're trying to to take the, the, the planet's resources. I was like, ah, Steven... No, it wasn't. This one is. Yeah. Which is, I think, just... Y seven? It's actually TVPG. Really? Mm-hmm. I think because there's fighting. And you know what? That's fair. I think maybe I just, and I also maybe earlier seasons are more Y seven because sometimes TV shows ratings will change. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm thinking the earlier seasons there's really nothing, even with the fighting, the minimal fighting that happens. More recent stuff definitely PG. But. Did you know they're actually coming out with a, like, epilogue series? No, really? Well, I think it's only one season, but it's called... Oh, what is it called? But, um... Yeah, I'm really excited. It looks really good. Oh, that is exciting. I love Steven Universe. Yeah. All right, this next one is a movie. So, in this story, a dark, loner protagonist finds his land overrun by refugees who've been banished by the corrupt local nobility. The protagonist then makes a deal with a nobleman that to, in order to regain control of his land, um, he must rescue a princess. It's Shrek. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which is rated PG. It is rated PG. Cool. I really wanted to include Shrek, and I really could not figure out a way to make Shrek not sound like Shrek. I think that's fair. I feel like maybe if you'd said, no, I think my brain still, I think regardless, my brain would have been like, ah, it's Shrek. <laughs> You know? It would smell Shrek from a it mile would, away. It really would. Yeah, I really don't know how to make Shrek more anonymous. Without but it being like, too vague. I think Shrek 2 or something is like the top grossing something or another. Like, it's really high up there. And I was like, I feel like I'd be doing this a disservice if I did not include one of the Shreks. That's so. fair. All right. 
This is a movie. Cool. It is a sequel. Cool. Good to know. This film follows a protagonist and her two friends who search for a man who may be able to help them defeat the evil regime they are fighting. Also, it's in space. Mm, it's in space. Mm-hmm. That's important. So is this a sequel to a singular movie or like another series installment? Because those are different. I feel like that gives away too much. It gives away too much? Mm-hmm. I think it's a Star Wars movie. Is it... God, what's the... Is it the... It's the... What is it? I haven't actually seen this. The Last Jedi? No. It's The Force Awakens. Which one's The Force Awakens? I literally don't know. Is that the first of the remakes? I don't know. Or not remakes, but... I don't know. I think you've seen this. Have I? Yeah, because we went and saw it on Christmas when it came out. The past two Christmases we've gone and seen. Is that the first one? I think you're talking about the first one. Because, yeah... Wow. Because they go looking for him and then they find, they no spoilers. And that's TVPG. Or not TVPG, it's a movie. Um, P, no? It's PG-13. How, yeah. Oh, I get, no, no, that it makes There's sense actually. Because like kids, because parents will just let their kids see yeah, it anyway. Yeah, parents will, because if you have a parent with you, you can get in yeah. whatever, but. My brain was trying to think of like, okay, well there are kids in the movie, in the movie theater, but yeah. now it's just because parents will Well, and that's what I talk on. about with like the Avengers, like just because it's rated PG-13, PG-13 does that mean it's mean not it's... sold to kids? Yeah. Because I mean, there sure are a lot of Star Wars toys and it's PG-13. There are so, a lot like, of like Star Wars There is definitely things for inconsistency kids. between what something's rated and, and the, the audience it's directed towards. Yeah. So, all right, this is a TV show. Cool. An emergency response team saves lives in a beach town. That's all you get. An emergency response team mm-hmm. saves lives. Like first responders. Yeah. Is it Paw Patrol? It is Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which is just the lowest rating. Yeah. It's TVY. So, yeah. There's also a show on like NBC or ABC or one of those letters um, that is like nine one one or something, and I was like, like I wonder be, if he'll go for this. He'll go for that one. But, I'm, I'm always thinking about Paw Patrol, so. You're always, when have you ever watched Paw Patrol? Lainey used to watch Paw Patrol. Did she really? When she was younger. I don't remember her watching Paw Patrol. And, well, really the main reason I'm thinking about it is because my friend, her niece, watched Paw Patrol, um, and her mom and her will talk about it because it's so ridiculous if you actually watch it and you're not a child because yeah. you're like, what is going on? So we'll talk about Paw Patrol sometimes. Oh my God. So it's on my brain. Well, I did not think Paw Patrol would be on your brain, so I'm Paw sorry Patrol I made that too easy brain. for you. So, All right, and your last one. Oh, yes. This is a movie. In this film, the protagonist is crowned king following his father's death, but his sovereignty is challenged by an adversary who plans to begin a global revolution. That is almost copied word for word from IMDb. Interesting. You said it was a movie. Yes. Protagonist is king. He must protect his throne from someone who wants to start a global domination plot i'm stuck between pg and pg-13 i'm gonna go with pg-13 you are correct do you know the movie you've seen it really Mm -hmm. no i don't know what it is black panther oh okay yeah you say that and that makes sense yeah yeah okay yeah fair enough cool all right so let me see what you got right you got i got a lot of the bonus yeah you did get a lot of the bonus all right so you got Tangled. Yes. You got Steven Universe. Yes. You got Shrek. Yes. You got that it was a Star Wars movie. I couldn't remember the title. But you couldn't remember the title. Um, you got you actually got like about fifty percent right. 
less than you got for mine for our last episode. Yeah, but the first few were really hard. Yeah, the first few I really struggled. <laughs> they kind of got easier as they went yeah. on. But the first few you had were more difficult. So. All right. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Almost passing. <laughs> Almost passing. That's. I mean, that's about what I expected, though. Yay. Okay. So now we're going to move on briefly to our. I don't know. Small segment. Our small segment. Our mini, our miniature segment the inside miniature. of this podcast. And this is going to be a one-time miniature segment. But yeah. we'll go on to this miniature segment now. So let's get uh, Lainey in here. All right. So we have a very special guest with us now. Um, she is our little sister, whomst we love so very much. So... This is Lainey. Lainey, would you like to introduce yourself? How old you are, what grade you're in, that kind of thing. Uh, yes, I would love to introduce myself. Um, so as my older sister already said, my name is Lainey. I am 10 years old and I am in fifth grade. I still can't believe you're in fifth grade. My brain was ready for you to say fourth and it was shocking when you said fifth. <laughs> so Lainey, what kind of stuff are you into? Well, um, books. Uh, <laughs> what else? Well, I, um, I love to write and read, and sometimes I love to draw. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. So, Lainey, because like she said, she likes to write and read, she has some suggestions for us, or a suggestion, some suggestions. Do you have a list or just one book that you're talking about? I think just one book just that one I'll book. talk about. Okay. So, she's going to give us a quick little suggestion for our younger readers out there, or if you know a younger reader and you're looking for something to get them, um, this is something that she enjoys and she wants to share. So, Lainey, what is the title of the book that you are going to be talking um, about? The title of the book, it's, ca- it's called Pie by Sarah Weeks. Pie by Sarah Weeks. Is it pie like P-I-E? Yes. P-I-E. Okay. Like the food. Like the food. <laughs> um, all right. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it, why you like it, what it's well, about. Well, basically it's a mystery that most kids can appreciate. When I read it, I could simply not put it down. Um, it's about a girl named Alice. Um... And she takes care of her aunt's cat, whose name is Lardo. Her aunt's, um, her aunt's amazing recipes lure the town into a pie craze. And with the next pie contest coming up, everyone is out to get the secret to her recipes, even her family and friends. Did you well, write that, or is this coming from like the back of the book? I wrote it. Oh, I'm very impressed. Yeah, that was I good. Do. Lardo is said to be the key to the pie recipes, so Alice must protect the cat and find the recipe secret ingredient to snap the town out of this madness. I'm so sorry for that ruffle sound. That was our really fat cat jumping onto <laughs> the bed. All right, continue. Um, just, you can check out the book um, when you want, and I guess that's my recommendation. That's awesome. What do you like the most about it? Without giving spoilers... Why do you think people should read this book? I think because it it keeps you on like edge, mm-hmm. and so once you read a sentence, you want you want to know what happens after that. So mm-hmm. I find that something really good that a book needs to have. What would you give this book on a scale of one to five? Like how many stars would you rate this book? I think um, 
a five-star book. It's a five-star book? I really enjoyed reading it. Wow. That's very impressive. All right. So tell us the name of the book and the author again. The book's name is Pie by Sarah Weeks. P-I-E like the food. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for coming in, Lainey. Do you have anything else you would like to add? Um, another book series you could just check out, mm-hmm. like you could just look into, is Adventures from Dimwood Forest. Do you and, want to give us a brief sort of what kind of book that is? Yes. Um, it's a fantasy book mm-hmm. that introduces a mouse named Poppy who must... Um, protect her mice group from food from like food scarcity wow all right those are some very different books that's awesome you give Mm -hmm. us a nice sort of range i love like fantasy Mm -hmm. and mystery books that's awesome cool all right laney thank you so very much for coming in and sharing your wisdom with us (laughs) i appreciate it you want to say bye uh bye (laughs) (laughs) and we're good well, that was a cute segment. Well, yeah, that was very cute. It was. She did great. I didn't so. get to say anything during it because um, we only have two microphones, so I sacrificed my microphone. But yeah, but rest assured, I was listening. Yes. And it was good. It was good. So, all right. I guess we should get into like the main segment of the day. Yes, I think we should. Marcy, do you want to explain our ratings? Yes, I always forget that we explain ratings. So we rate everything on a scale of one to five, and we have six different categories that we rate. The first one is enjoyability, which is pretty self-explanatory. The second one is balance. So this includes things like pacing um, and just sort of the general book from start to finish, how it feels. There's expectations. So talking about if the book met or exceeded or didn't live up to the expectations that we had of it. There is writing style, which is just like, did we like how it was written or did we have issues with it more on like a formatting and like sentence based level? There is memorability. So is this book something that you're going to remember and be able to think about for months or years or is it kind of run of the mill or something that you're going to just let go of? And then six is believability. Not necessarily is it realistic, but are you able to believe the events that happened in the world that they happen in and do the people act like people so really quick rundown but that's what we rate things on so awesome yeah and today's book is drumroll but without that color me in by natasha diaz um which i picked as i do do i usually give the do you usually read the it's whoever picked reads. Reads the thing. Yeah. Okay. So, Greg, you want to read us the synopsis, the quick, the quick blurb about the book? Well, yes, I can. Thank you for asking. Who is Nevea Levitz? Growing up in an affluent suburb of New York City, 16-year-old Nevea Levitz never thought much about her biracial roots. When her black mom and Jewish dad split up, she relocates to her mom's family home in Harlem and is forced to confront her identity for the first time. Nevea wants to get to know her extended family, but one of her cousins can't stand that Nevea, who inadvertently passes as white, is too privileged, pampered, and selfish to relate to the injustices they face on a daily basis as African Americans. 
In the midst of attempting to blend their families, Nevaeh's dad decides that she should have a belated bat mitzvah instead of a sweet 16, which guarantees social humiliation at her posh private school. Even with the push and pull of her two cultures, Nevaeh does what she's always done when life gets complicated. She stays silent. It's only when Nevaeh stumbles upon a secret from her mom's past, finds herself falling in love, and sees firsthand the prejudice her family faces that she begins to realize she has a voice and she has choices. Will she continue to let circumstances dictate her path or will she find power in herself and decide once and for all who and where she is meant to be? And that is Color Me In by Natasha Diaz. Sorry, that took so many That's okay. takes. That's her name, right? I just got. I didn't just make that name up. Natasha Diaz. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're not looking at anything right now. Yeah, I just I said it, and then I was like, "You're Wait. like that sounds right." No, you you were. Right. You're good. <laughs> All right, so do it, Gray. You want me to start? Yeah, this is your book. You you lead this. So party. <laughs> I have a lot of mixed feelings on this book. So for enjoyability, I I went between a two point five and a three. I think I'm settling on a three because, and I'll talk about this with balance, it was really rough at the beginning in terms of the, not even necessarily the writing style. Like, I think Natasha Diaz is a talented writer, and there was moments where I was like, wow, that was really good. But it was just, like, hard to want to pick up after I put it down up until about three-fourths of the way through. Like, when things start actually getting, like, serious was when I was like, oh, okay, I want to keep, like, I'm really enjoying this now. But, like, I don't know. It was weird. The beginning few chapters I liked, and then the middle was rough, (laughs) and then the end I liked. (laughs) So I gave it a 2.5. I thought you said you gave it a 3. No, I went between a 2.5 and a 3, and then I was like... You gave it a 2.5. Yeah. I... Gave it a three. I don't know if it fully deserves three. It's kind of more that I really sort of liked some of it enough that this parts that I really liked were like a four. And the yeah. parts that I didn't like were like a two. And so yeah. I just split the difference and, and said it, it a was three. a three. That's fair. Um, Because I just, and we'll talk about this probably with writing style. Basically, enjoyability, balance, and writing style are all really intertwined in this book as far yeah. as my ratings go. But I just don't feel that I was the target audience for this book, like age-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for that reason my enjoyability was hurt because I just was not the demographic that this book is reaching for. I think this book is a great read for like 14 to 16. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so since I am out of that range, I was kind of like, okay, this is a lot Mm -hmm. of being a teenager Mm -hmm. and I'm just not that, you know, that's just not my age anymore. Which isn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's okay. That's yeah. fine. 14 to 16 year olds need to be able to read stuff too. Exactly. They yeah. And I think this is an important book for that age group. Yeah. And if I had like a cousin who was in that age range and they wanted a book recommendation. Yeah. I think I would give this to them. Yeah. 
but for me the the enjoyability was just a three sort of because of that like you said it took a really long time to have that pickup factor Mm -hmm. um (laughs) i finished this book first of all we're recording this episode a week late so late just the latest we could yeah literally the absolute last minute which you probably won't really notice because it's still going up on sunday but it's because i'm doing a rush job to get it recorded and edited in time one day yeah um but this part of that is because this book didn't have the pickup factor and i was just reading a bunch of other stuff this week and i've been working a lot this past week and i just didn't seem like i didn't find myself wanting to pick this book up Mm -hmm. and so then i didn't and then i put it off yeah and then i finally sat down and finished it last night and the ending felt so much better than the beginning yeah and yeah so i gave it a three which like transitions us into balance i Mm -hmm. think yeah balance i also well not also you haven't told me you're waiting for balance balance i gave it a three i don't know i feel like in terms of theme and content it was pretty balanced like the same stuff is going on the whole you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but in terms of like the pacing the pacing was rough i feel like i think pacing is really where this book fell apart for me um, I get balance of two. Mm, interesting. Which is pretty bad. Um, I just really struggled with the balance in this book. Mm-hmm. I just was not motivated by what she was motivated by. So the main character is mixed, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes to live with her family in Harlem. Mm. And she's never really had a relationship with them. It's not like she was close with them before she moved in with them. And a lot of the beginning of the book is kind of just her getting into arguments with her cousins and not really knowing how to fit in with her um, aunt's family. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's not a lot of anything actually driving it. And also, I think for me, part of why my balance wasn't super great was because, like, there's this thing where with her mom and her mom's diary where sometimes there will be entries from it but it was they felt very spread out to the point where i'd forget that was a a device and then it'd happen again and i'd be like oh i forgot about it um so that also affected some of my like i wanted more of those i actually and i'll talk i'll just say this i enjoyed her mom's diary entries more than most of yeah i liked her mom's diary entries. the like regular prose which yeah. i thought was weird <laughs> yeah um yeah expectations I, I again went between a 2.5 and a 3 which again a 3 is a good for us so i feel like the when we're saying it it sounds really rough and like it's not super awesome but like a three is is fine. A three is good. Yeah. A three is fair. So I went. You know? So yeah, for expectations, I went between two point five and a three, and I gave it a two point five just because my expectations were that it was going to be for like older subset of YA, and like we said, it ended up being more like she's a sophomore, I think, in high school. Yeah. In the, beginning. the book starts at the in like the very beginning of her sophomore year and the way that the description makes it sounds it makes it sound like she's a junior to me or that she's a little bit like it says she's 16 but i think she turned 16 in the book yeah she turned 16 at the end of the book yeah the very end yeah so like it for me expectations my expectations were not 
did not align with what ended up happening. Not that I was mad that she ended up being younger than I was like, anticipating, just that that kind of threw me off. Um, so that yeah, was my thing. I gave it a three. I felt like, because for me, a three is like my, meets expectations. Okay. Like it does what I think it's going to do. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to be a book that really discussed and talked about what it feels like to be mixed and how difficult it is to find your identity when you have sort of these different groups pulling at you and I and also that, being like a young teenager and yeah, being like who am I you're in the age of figuring out who you are anyway but then having that going on, on at the it, same time yeah. and it was that that is true when you say well. it it did fit yeah. those expectations really well so in terms of yeah if I'm think yeah if I'm thinking about like um, a lot of the blurbs and stuff on it talk about like, oh, this is this is really great. It does a great job exploring these things. It did. So in, in that regard, yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like after reading this book as a person who is very much just Caucasian, I feel like I understand more the perspective of someone who has like a multiracial background. Like I feel like it did a good job of talking about how that feels, you know, um, and I thought that's sort of the main thing I expected to get out of it, mm-hmm. to be honest. So that I think that's why I gave it a three of like, yes, it met my it expectation. Did. It did the thing it did I the thought thing. it was trying to do. It accomplished the goal I thought it had set out for. That's fair. I think that, you know what? You make me want to change my rating. <laughs> <laughs> you made me change it to a three. It's a three now. <laughs> um, which doesn't move us on to, but I will move on to writing style, which I gave a four. We had very different opinions on writing style. Yeah, and I know why, but yeah, I don't know. For me, because, so this book uses a lot of slang and a lot of very, like, it this, this is 2019 stuff, which isn't necessarily always bad, but I did feel like the slang sort of overpowered it in some points. But for me, when it was not doing stuff like that and when it was just the prose or the whatever i really liked it so i sort of overlooked that for the purposes of my reading there was also poetry in this book yeah which i some of them i really really liked um some of her like entries some of them i was like this isn't bad but i'm not like in love with it but there were there were a few especially near the end when she's like um, when things are really going down, I really enjoyed. So, yeah. So that, the that influenced the my... main character writes poetry, mm-hmm. and so they will include, or they who is they, <laughs> <laughs> the author will include the main character's poems as a way for us to sort of understand how she's feeling. And sometimes I liked she will use it sometimes as a device to mm-hmm. tell a story without telling us the story Mm -hmm. like there's a background character that we learn her background story through a poem poem. that the main character wrote about this background character's background yeah which i think is a great device because it's not like we need to know every single thing that happened in her life Mm -hmm. but we understand now like that the main character understands her backstory exactly yeah Yeah, which i thought was a really creative way Mm -hmm. to sort of utilize poetry that being said though i gave it a two for writing okay so i have (laughs) <laughs> a strong opinion about the use of slang in fiction in books and to be and to be clear when we're saying slang we're not talking about like speaking casually we're talking about like in the writing in the writing saying like 
acronyms. Like, I don't like, care if in a quotation someone is writing phonetically how someone speaks and mm-hmm. has them using slang because that's how people, people talk. talk. I don't like... <laughs> there was a lot. There was a lot in this prose of just saying words that I feel you... Like, I think if you read this book, you would be able to know exactly what year it was written. Mm-hmm. Which you... I know you don't like that I very much. I do not like that. That is a huge pet peeve. And this is so personal. This is entirely... Yeah, this is very about completely you. Completely subjective. Mm-hmm. I really hate being able to tell when a book was written. I do not like... I think... Now, I understand sometimes you can't avoid that. Like, you read a book from 1920, it's not going to feel the same as a book written today. Mm-hmm. But I just mean, like... I don't like when a book feels, I think pandering is the word I think is the closest to what I mean. To like teenagers? Yeah. Like it's Mm. trying really hard to connect to a 14-year-old, but in a way that doesn't feel genuine Mm -hmm. is how I feel about slang a lot of times. I think there's some places where if there's not a better word for it or if it fits in the context, it's fine, but it just was too much. And I've even said this um, when I've given you feedback on some of the stuff that you've written Yeah, before. you've been like... Mm. I've told you, like, I don't like that. It's totally personal. You don't have to change it. Yeah. But I don't like it. Like, I don't even like reading historical fiction that tries to use language from that day. I just want it to be written. Interesting. In a way that is understandable and it's not trying to, like... Because, like, I know my historical fiction book wasn't written in 1847. <laughs> don't use words... In the prose, I don't mind, like I said, between characters. Don't use words in the prose that are accurate to 1847 just for the sake of dating it to 18... Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's not written then, okay? Thud. God. Like I said, it's really very subjective. This is just a pet peeve I have, not just in this book, but like... Like, I was reading a book the other day that was set in like the 1400s and the author chose to only use words use words that existed in the 1400s so like she said the word mayhaps and like, <laughs> i say that but to be funny and she would say like break my fast instead of breakfast and i almost threw the book out the window what book was this we're actually going to talk about it on our next episode. Oh, cool. <laughs> I, I get to know about it. That's exciting. But I don't know. She would just say stuff like just I know I can't think of an terms. example like but just things that were like once or twice I don't for me because I I don't have as many issues with it as Marcy does like I'm very like whatever teenagers talk about that sometimes um and it's written in first person so you have like her voice and stuff but it was to the point where it was distracting and that's when it became yes. an issue for me yeah that's a good way to put it to the yeah. point where it's distracting um, but that being said, like I, I did still give it a good yeah. rating because there know. were also a few times where Harry Potter references were really cringy, but then I was like, this is written for a younger audience than me. Yeah. You were like, wait, she's like 15. She's like 15. And those so are the kind mind. of like jokes you make when you're 15. Yeah. I don't know. I just think I found the writing style to be so jarring because it would go back and forth between being like really good and like I'd really enjoy it and I think it was beautiful and very well written and I really liked the poetry aspect and I really really liked um her mother's diary entries Mm -hmm. I thought those were beautifully written Mm -hmm. and then just right as I'd be like settling into it she'd say something that would just like shock me out and be like oh and then I would have to step back and be like oh we're still we're still doing this yeah okay like oh also there was a lot of 90s references which I thought was kind of funny did you notice that 
There's a lot of like she looks like she was from like a '90s Lil Kim video, huh? Or like I don't he think I looks like he that, stepped but... right out of the '90s, which is another thing where it's like going to date this book in the future because we're living in a '90s oh, yeah. reemergence. That's true. That is that's true. what kids are trying to emulate right now is stuff that happened in the '90s. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was funny. Like that's when funny. they would describe their outfits, a lot of times oh, yeah. she'd be like, "She looks like she was straight out of X thing from the '90s." Yeah. Now that you say that, I do. I I wasn't. I didn't take note of that, but I do remember those mentioning like mentioning it um but yeah yeah so i mean i feel like a two is kind of harsh but if i look at it as like a three is just good there was a lot of it that was a little bit less than good to me mm-hmm. and so i think i have to knock it back to a two especially when i look at the other things we've rated yeah i mean that's true when i put it in the lineup i have to give it a two i think but you gave it a four. So yeah, because I'm thinking about when it subjective. was good, it was really good. That's you fair. know, So that's why my mind went to four. But yeah, it's super subjective, as book ratings always are. Turns out everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but memorability, I gave it a three. I gave it a four. Oh. Yeah. I really, I mean, I thought the book was actually really memorable. Nice. Like, for everything else that I've said about it, like, I thought it was a really important book. That's fair. Like, I think it's, I'll remember reading this book and I'll remember the way that it made me feel, I think, That's fair. for a long time. Yeah, I gave it a three because I'm pretty sure I gave, like, Far From the Tree a three in terms of memorability. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm thinking about, like, oh, well, that's about on the same level as, like, this is an important book. Yeah. I will remember reading it and yeah. having liked it. And I will probably, because Natasha Diaz also is a, de- this is her debut. Mm-hmm. So like when she comes out with stuff in the future, I'm gonna read it. You're gonna remember that you liked yeah, this book. and so I'm yeah. gonna read her stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought I think just because it does deal so much with race and identity mm-hmm. that it's especially poignant. That's fair. And so I think part of that too was like the timing of this book. Mm-hmm. I think makes it memorable as well. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of kids like Nevaeh. Yeah, who I think will benefit from reading about something they're experiencing, and a lot of people like us who are not like Nevaeh and could use some more sort of education on, you know, that mm. kind of perspective on the world. So that's fair. Yeah. And for that, I think, I think that's really why I gave it a four. Yeah. Like just because I thought it was so timely, maybe Yeah, appropriate. Yeah. Okay. For where we are in the world. Yeah. So it's a good read. And it's, it's kind of nice too, I think to have books like this that handle those topics that are really heavy and hard. Um, but do it in a way that's like kind of light. Not that- yeah, this wasn't a super duper heavy book, but there were moments that were pretty yeah. like, oh, wow. Yeah. And I mean, the main, Nevaeh is going through a lot. Like yes. Her parents just divorced and like her whole life has been uprooted yeah. and she's having a whole, like a very a legitimate identity, identity yeah. crisis. And, but at the same time, this book is like light and funny yeah. and easy to read. And there are like cute moments and like, mm-hmm. like I liked her love and trust. Yeah. Like, I think this is a really Stuff non-intimidating like way to present this problem. Or not problem, but like. Experience. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's not like necessarily super duper heavy. You're going to have to be in a certain mindset to read it. Yeah. And I think thing. we need stuff like that. Yeah. Like, especially since this is aimed at a younger audience. Yeah. I think this is a great way. 14 to 16-ish. Yeah. To get younger readers to, like, be thinking about these issues. Mm-hmm. And, like, the earlier the better as far as, like, helping kids be able to see the world through that kind of lens. So. That's yeah. kind of how Far From the Tree was. Where yeah. it dealt with a lot of serious stuff, but in a, like, 
yeah. non-intimidating way. Those were similar books, to yeah. be honest. The I didn't way think that about they... that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, they are actually like kind of similar. Now I'm thinking about it. Not quite the same, but they both deal with family mm-hmm. a lot. Because Far From the Tree, we could have also picked for growing up. That's true, yeah. But like we that one would have worked mm-hmm. equally as well. But this is definitely like a coming-of-age yes, story. Yes, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and if you're into that, like... This is, I think, a good read for mm-hmm. that. So, um, yeah. And then believability, I gave it a three. I yeah. thought it was believable. I gave it a three. I thought too. they acted like teenagers. Yeah, I think I would have given it a four if not for if not the, the like the. No, actually, oh, interesting. Um, believability, I didn't. I figured since I already docked it in writing style, I wasn't going to dock it a second time. Yeah, that would in be believability. It seems like a lot. Um, so for believability, I gave it a three instead of maybe a four because the like antagonist at school oh yeah she's very like was a lot the yeah. like mean girl mm. I, I find this in a lot of um media aimed at mm-hmm. younger teenagers to like tweens i always felt like and maybe this i was just lucky and i never had people like this mm-hmm. in my life but i always like the mean girl stereotype whoever she was was always way worse than you mean girls ever really were in high school i feel like they just were worse in different ways because i'm thinking about kids that bullied me and my friends when we were younger and it was a lot more like quiet yes you know yeah it was a lot it was still bullying obviously but it wasn't like in the middle of class i'm gonna humiliate you in front of everyone yeah um it wasn't i'm gonna leak pictures of you or i'm gonna make videos of you on social media yeah it was it was a little bit different i don't i guess cyberbullying wasn't a thing i was that's true yeah we weren't maybe that's what it is we didn't have cyberbullying as much then so i'm sure it happened but it wasn't as like that was what you did yeah you know what i mean because like that wasn't but also this character is at a very privileged really fancy schmancy school private school yeah and maybe those maybe yeah maybe we just had a different experience in terms of yeah like we didn't go to a private school like that might have just been maybe girls like are like that there i don't know i mean (laughs) i hope not (laughs) that would suck (laughs) this character is horrible she's really rough she's all she was interesting to me though because there is a moment where it looks like she's not going to be yeah as bad and then it's sort of the thing is, like, you under- you get to feel bad for her mm-hmm. because you understand why she sucks. Mm-hmm. Which I liked, but I'm also glad that she wasn't, like, redeemed or, like... Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. I am glad that it wasn't... Because a lot of times you pull back the veil on the bully and you see why they've been mean the whole time and they expect you to forgive them for what mm-hmm. they've done and, like, for everything to be okay. And that happened in that we found out you know it's the classic her home life is really bad you know Mm -hmm. she's rich and she's beautiful and she's a jerk but you know she has all these whatever her home life is terrible um but she wasn't forgiven she was definitely not forgiven yeah which was nice i think actually you know it's not sending the message of like oh just because someone has a bad history means they have an excuse to be mean mean to you yeah you know specifically racist like she was racist she wasn't just a bully she was also a racist bully (laughs) you know what i mean yeah let's throw that out yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) she had more issues than just being a jerk it was like 
she yeah you know and when you saw her family you were like oh that's why you're as racist as you are yeah like oh but your also like this. your family being racist it's not an it's excuse not an excuse it was it was a lot more racist. nuanced now that i'm thinking about it than i was yeah. originally thinking it was so yeah. now that we've talked about it that's what i kind of like that we talk about it like this though because we are like thinking about it and engaging with the content more than if i just read a book and then yeah, that's Put true. It down. Well, it's the same thing of like, I had a friend ask me the day, she was like, I don't even think if I read a book, I'd be able to like tell you my thoughts on it the way you were able to say. And I was like, eh, I mean, you did, you wrote essays. That's true. In high school, you know, yeah. like you've, you've done this, you've read a book from an analytical perspective and that's what this is. It's nice. Yeah. I haven't got to use this part of my brain in a long time. Aw, that's fun for you and your brain. So I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it with my brain. <laughs> anyway, so I give it a three out of five for believability. I think if I were going to dock it at all for anything, it would have been more, less the bully, now that we're talking about it, and more um, the girl that her dad <gasps> yes. is Ashley kind of with a GH. I liked the, I thought that was funny, <laughs> but yeah, no, just her behavior was very like, and again, maybe we just haven't encountered these people, but she was very like. The quintessential evil step. Yeah. Step, not even stepmom, but evil homewrecker. Mm-hmm. Which like, some of the stuff was like valid, but there were moments where she'd be like, I th- there's this one line about like um my nutritionist says I can't break this I can't eat whatever it'll make my chakras unaligned <laughs> and I was like I what? will say <laughs> one of my jobs requires that I interact with oh god the one percent oh that's true <laughs> they are like that okay white ladies that are really rich are really rich and not to say that they're all like that. But, but I've you've met, met some people like who this. Are. Okay. Yeah. Like it's fair not enough. like. To be fair though, the ones that talk about chakras are usually a little nicer. Interesting. Experienced because they're thinking was. about themselves internally a little bit. But, um... <laughs> but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I I will say that like people like her exist. Okay. They do. I don't know if they exist to the level of evil that she was. <laughs> um. But they exist. Because she was a caricature of mm-hmm. of a an, an entitled white woman. White woman. Um, which I think she was supposed to be. Yeah. So that's fine. She did the job she was supposed to yeah. do. Like I didn't like her. We she made me not like her. To like her. No. Yeah. Um, she was definitely a caricature, though, which is yeah. okay. I'm fine with that. She, okay. It's cool to have a villain. Fair enough. <laughs> but you know what? Fair enough. That's yeah. valid. Yeah. So. I gave it a three because three is good and I felt like it was fairly believable and the only major issues I had I don't think are really even issues. That's fair. You know? Mm-hmm. Like they're just personal mm-hmm. opinions as opposed to like this author genuinely yeah. whatever. And Which I, I mean is, like, I guess is true of anything but. I also think like when you take into account the age range for this yeah. like I don't mind that the bully is exaggerated and like the evil stepmom is exaggerated because that's mm-hmm. like kind of par for the course for things for that age range like that's sort of the standard and also i I guess if you're thinking about when you're 14 or 15 or even 16 sometimes like everything feels like that everything is exaggerated everything's exaggerated everyone's sort of a caricature yeah life doesn't exist in nuance yet when you're 
15. <laughs> yeah, because you're experiencing things for the first time. Yes. And so everything is so intense. Yeah, everything's very intense. Everything's very important. Mm-hmm. I will say the things that happened to her, I'm not making light of them because the things that... No, 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 no. Those, yeah. were, those were crazy intense. <laughs> like, was, like that bully was serious was business. Re- yeah. 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 But... I think that explains why yeah. things are exaggerated for that age range, though, is what you're saying. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. In terms of, like, the pros and the caricatures. But, yeah. yes, 100%. Um, yeah, overall, I I did like this book. Yeah. Like, this is a book that I would not recommend to a peer, like I said. Um, but I would recommend it to someone younger than me. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. If, like, a kid that I was tutoring was reading this book, I'd be like, that's a really good book. You'd be like, read it. Yeah. Do it. You know? Like, I'd be mm-hmm. like, yes, read this book. That's fair. So. I agree with that. Yeah. All that to say, um, my overall rating was a 3.08, um, which feels right to me. Yeah. Like, mine, it was good. Mine was a 2.83, mm. which seems, like, a little harsh. But I think the average of our two is going to be more where I feel like it should be. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So, what is that? You want me to do it? Yeah. You're making me do things? Yeah. What did you say yours was? 2.83. 2.95. Okay. So that sounds like if a three is a good book, that means that this is, it's a good book. It's a good book with like one issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? That docked off. A few points. A hundredth. Yeah. Five hundredths of a point. Yeah. So I'm fine with that. It was good. I think it just, to me, I'm still thinking of, like, three as, like, in my brain. Yeah, yeah. So when I look at it as three, I'm like, oh, that feels mean. But, like, we don't have the rating inflation. So, really, that's... Yeah. Most books would be this. That's the thing. The three is, like, supposed to be the average. Most books that make it out of mainstream publishing, Mm -hmm. I would hope, are around a three. Yeah. Because otherwise, why are they getting published? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So, like, that, yeah, is the caveat I will say. I know that that's not how things work as far as, like, Goodreads Mm -hmm. or Amazon Mm -hmm. or any other sort of online rating review system goes. But that's Um, how it works for us. I do want to say that caveat, though, because I don't want to sound mean because I think this book is, like, a very important book. And I think it is. And I really really liked the last, like. Oh, yeah. Like, the ending. I I want to emphasize that. Yeah. Once this got going. It was good. Yes. 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 And I, just, I liked the main character a lot. Yeah. I like really, uh, <laughs> despite not being from like the same background as her, I feel like I really got her because I was also mm-hmm. like a weird introverted kid. And you're always like, it just occurred to me we're audio so you couldn't <laughs> see the face I just made, but rest assured I made one. Yeah. I was always like that face that um, of just kind of like wanting to like blend into the background mm-hmm. and not being comfortable with being in the spotlight. And so I definitely really liked the main character because it's like, oh, I remember being like you a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I liked her. I just I realized you unplugged my phone and plugged your own phone in instead. Yes, I did. And you did that, what, like two hours ago? Yes. Oh, my God. Ha, ha, ha. So, yeah, would you recommend this book? Yeah. To younger, to the age group it is meant for. Yeah. You know, not to my friends who are 19 to 20 but unless they just like books like this because some people do yeah but this um, is just their jam yeah which that's fair yeah um but yeah i would 
So that does it for us. That does it for us. That does it for this book. That does it for this month's um, theme. theme. Now, Marcy, what's our, what's next month theme? So, well, this month. But. <laughs> the, yeah, the weeks are weird this month because there's three episodes we're going to be releasing in October. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a little strange. Anyway, the rest of the month, though, um, since it's Halloween this month it's october it's october <laughs> since it's halloween already yes um every day we're going to be doing the theme of cults Ooh. because we didn't want to just do like spooky that was too vague yeah well and also because like horror is a, its own genre yeah so we didn't want to just be like pick a horror book yeah so we went with a specific theme that could be in several different genres yeah so Hopefully, we'll have some picks for you for if you want something a little spooky. Mm-hmm. But we're actually going to be reading a nonfiction next week. I'm very excited. We are going to be reading The Polygamous Daughter by Anna LeBaron. LeBaron? LeBron? LeBron. <laughs> the Polygamous Daughter by Anna LeBaron. Uh, LeBaron. LeBaron. go with it. Okay. LeBaron. Um, who escaped and survived a polygamous cult. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. Um, I'm very excited for it. I enjoy a good memoir. I don't think I've read a memoir in a while. I was about to say, you've never read a memoir? No, I have. (laughs) (laughs) But it's been a hot minute. Yeah. So I'm excited about this. I find cults to be one of the creepiest things because they're real and they happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm very fascinated by them. And I'm excited to kind of read a a real life experience from someone who is in one yeah so this is going to be a very different book from what from we've what done we just read so far <laughs> yeah and especially what we just read <laughs> yeah yes for so, sure that's the polygamous daughter by anna lebaron still don't know if i'm pronouncing her name right anna lebaron with leslie wilson what does that mean when it'll be like a person with someone um probably different things since it's a memoir maybe that she had like helped or like mm-hmm. editing i don't know okay well ghost writing i don't really know there's a second name on there but she anna, she was involved that, anna seems to be the one who went through the ordeal yes. so so the other name in some scenario like way shape or form that second person helped contributed the, to the book yeah yeah so next week we're going to be talking about cults like i said and then we'll have another book based on cults for episode i think our like episode our last episode of this month comes out right around Halloween. So yeah. We need to do something extra spooky and special for that. Me? Yeah. Yeah. You specifically, because it will be. Yeah, it'll be my turn. <laughs> We're switching up um, who does segments next week, because the segment I want to do sort of needs to be done earlier in mm-hmm. the month. So So you get Marcy twice in a row. Twice in a row. Sorry about that. To listen to me twice. 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 <laughs> so join us pick up the polygamous daughter that episode is going to be released on october wrong tab <laughs> wrong tab it's going to release on october let me open the book schedule thing good lord marcy i know i'm so sorry okay so that episode is going to be released on october 20th wow why is there so much time that feels so far from yeah now. but the 20th and the 31st don't seem that far apart but they are though but the 6th and the 20th like that's crazy what is that real how does that 
work. Is that real? That seems fake. Did we just decide to do one on Halloween just to be special? I think maybe we... Did we scoot it up like so that we could get Halloween stuff in this month? Is that what happened? We made the schedule months ago. Yeah, so we, we did. So we now don't remember why we did things. <laughs> well, I think, ma- I think that is what happened. Either that or Excel is just Halloween decided. Is Halloween on a Sunday? Because that'll tell us. I don't that'll think... tell us our answer. I don't know. It's not. So I guess we just decided. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we decided that instead of releasing the episode on November 3rd and having... The months are weird because of the way the weeks worked out in October. Mm-hmm. In order to be able to do a full month of spooky themes... Like, so two episodes of Spooky Themes, we are releasing on October 31st, which is a Thursday, instead of on November 3rd, which would be the logical Sunday release date. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So for the Spooky episodes, you're going to be getting an episode on October 20th. That one is going to be The Polygamous Daughter, and then October 31st. So Halloween. Nice. Yeah. Now, in the meantime, uh, Marcy, where can the people find us? I actually have an exciting announcement for oh, us. Oh, oh, okay. We have a website. Yes. We have a website. I've been working on it quietly in the background for weeks now because none of the, like, none of this is anything I know about. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we now have a website. Every single time we post an episode, we are also going to be posting a um, corresponding blog post. So, that's great because now you'll be able to kind of see what an episode is about in more detail um it's also going to have a comprehensive list of all the books we have rated which right now is only a few but we hope for that to be a long list Mm -hmm. and then the thing i'm also really excited about is books are going to be organized by their genre and kind of like why you would read them so like Mm -hmm. we have different sort of categories so if you're like oh I want to be able to find a book that is more of a light read. You can click light read and it'll come up with all the things we've done that would be categorized as a light read. Mm-hmm. So that's really exciting. Um, it is going to be bookinsiblings.com. Yay! Yay! Which is the same thing as like our Twitter handle. So find us on Twitter, find our website. Book and Siblings. Um, buy my book. Oh, yeah. Gray's book is still out and available in the world. We need yeah. to stop mentioning that. We mentioned it. We need to stop mentioning it. Yeah, we, we need to stop this. plugging my beautiful work that I've no, done. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a big deal. Yeah. No, I have a book. It's called Letters to the Home. Please read it. That's it. That's Letters to the Home by Michael Grable. By Michael Grable. Um, so yeah, we have a website now, bookandsiblings.com. Very exciting. We also have Twitter, Book and Siblings. Gray has a Twitter. Gray Bola. I was about to say is it Michael Gray or just Gray? Just Gray. Just Gray Bola. Just Gray. And that's kind of all we got for you. Yeah. So pick up the polygamist daughter for next episode. And we'll see you then. We'll see you next time. So bye. bye.